everybody, it's Ben Reiser. I'm the director of operations for this year's Wisconsin Film Festival, but uh, more importantly to me, in my mind, is I'm also the head of the Wisconsin Zone Programming Committee for the Wisconsin Zone section of the festival. And I am here this afternoon with Greta Wingmiller uh, and Sarah Andrews. Greta is the filmmaker behind How to Form a Union um, with the subtitle In Five Easy Steps. Um, and uh, Sarah Andrews is one of the uh, stars of this film. Um, in as much as when we look at documentaries, we still say, oh, yeah, this is the cast of characters and this is how they were. Um, so thanks so much to both of you for uh, spending a few minutes with me this afternoon to talk about your movie. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. So Greta, you are uh, uh, have been affiliated with the Wisconsin Film Festival for a long time, both as a filmmaker and as a volunteer. <laughs> Oh, look, and hey, here's Pauline Lampert. So Greta, uh, longtime festival uh, person, volunteer, and filmmaker. How did you come to get involved with and make this particular project? Well, Sarah and I have a mutual friend who connected us. And they were talking, I guess, Sarah can verify this, but they thought that a movie about what the what the uh, Willie Street staff was going through would be a good tool for another for other groups that might want to uh, organize. So the mutual friend reached out to me, and I jumped on it. So you really, from the beginning, saw this and thought of this as um, as a tool as much as anything else, not so much documenting uh, this particular um, formation of a union, uh, although it's an interesting story in and of itself, but really something that people could use going forward to sort of model after what happened at the Willie Street Co-op. Yeah, that was well, both. Yeah, go ahead, Sarah. That was exactly why I wanted something produced about this because, you know, as someone who had only been in a union for a short time previously and was one of the people initially interested in, in forming a union at Willie Street, I had no idea how to go about it or what the process was. So I thought it'd be really, really useful to use a film to show people what the process looks like. So if other people were working at some place that they were interested in forming a union, they would have some idea about what that process would look like or what the first steps might be. Yeah, and so if I'm understanding the sort of the timeline, Greta got brought in and this project was conceived sort of after the successful formation of the union. Oh, no, no, uh, okay. No. When did you start? They, I think I started shooting just after they voted or, how does it work, Sarah? They had just filed the papers, whatever. Um, yeah, so the way that it works is usually a small group of people gets together, um, talks to union representatives, and decides as a smaller group whether or not they're interested in forming a union. And then, you know, a whole bunch of stuff happens. Uh, and I think that, that Greta was there kind of earlier, probably kind of in the middle of the steps, even before we had submitted um our cards to the labor board so oh yeah so definitely it was before, before that mm -hmm. yeah but it was after you had 
made the decision to go for it. Right. And Greta, at what point did, how early in the process did you boil it down to there being five <clears throat> steps? Or was that something that only happened sort of post-production? Yeah, and no, it definitely happened. Po it That definitely happened post-production because uh, the UE actually has a really nice printout on their webpage, which listed these five steps. And in my interviews, they were laying out these steps. I didn't, the five steps definitely were in post-production. It just happened that my interviewees were laying it all out, not, not so chronologically, but there I found that on the UE website. So that really helped you form the sort of structure of the, of the piece. Yeah. The frame story. Yeah. Pauline, do you have something you want to jump in and, and ask? Sure. Sorry about that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Pauline. Hi. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess I just have a quick question about um, like where you see the role of unions in contemporary life. Um, I know, uh, I mean, I certainly wish it wasn't the case, but I do feel like there's a sense that, you know, sort of unions have lost a lot of their, um, influence since probably their, their heyday. Um, so I don't know, like, I guess, how, how do you see, your role in like in sort of bolstering the reputation of unions do you see that as your role um and yeah i guess like broadly i guess this sort of gets back to ben's initial question like why make this yeah i you know i was in a union uh in uh, ia 770 in new york city the film editors union and i would be desperately happy to have a to be in a union and not have to beg for money from people or it's embarrassing. It's just not me to be able to tell people how much is this going to cost. Um, I can't do it. This film, for one, has cost nobody anything except me, my time, my electricity. You know? um, I've got nothing from it. It would have been great to be able to say to people who approach me, what my union rate was. So I don't, I don't know why they've lost popularity, but Sarah knows why. I do know why. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been a concerted effort from the Republicans and, and generally um, conservative thinkers and business owners. You know, they don't like unions and they don't like unions for a number of reasons. They don't like unions because they give workers power. They don't like unions because they have to pay higher wages. They don't want, they want to be able to choose cheaper options and, and deci make decisions that aren't in the best interest of workers that are in the best interest of the bottom line. So I think there's been, you know, I think you, you just look at Wisconsin in the last 10 years and you can see continued movement against unions and against union power. And I, I think that's very deliberate. Um, I think that unions have a really important place still. And that's, again, like one of the reasons why I was really interested in this film being made, because I know lots of people are working in conditions that aren't ideal or they have policies that aren't working for them. And, you know, there's 
talk about wanting a union, but then no real understanding of the steps that you need to take to actually do it. Yeah, I, it, it, it came as a surprise to me, and I wonder how the two of you felt about it, um, that even here in Madison, which sort of seems like this sort of liberal stronghold. Yeah, I just lost everybody. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, I just you lost you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my question was, uh, was it surprising to you or what, you know, how much of a shock did it come to either one of you that in Madison, which is this liberal stronghold here in Wisconsin, and then at the Willie Street Co-op, which would seem to be a natural place for workers' rights and for a union, was it surprising uh, to discover how how long it took to, to form a successful union, even at the Willie Street Co-op, and the sort of opposition to it by management and maybe even some of the some of your coworkers. I was absolutely flabbergasted to find to hear to hear about the resistance that they got, and you know, and from apparently the 2014 attempt wasn't even the first time they attempted. I mean, who would, you know, like Sarah said in the movie, most people think they already were unionized. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, you know, I didn't personally experience a lot of employee pushback. I feel like the people who worked on the floor of the stores were um, pretty in step with each other on their thinking about this. I think a lot of the resistance came from kind of the office staff, people who you know, weren't working you know, directly customer service sorts of jobs who didn't have the same types of hours as the in-store staff had. And, you know, there were a lot of questions and there were a lot of confusion about unions and how much they cost for an employee and what sort of benefits mm-hmm. they have and what they can actually do. Uh, but, you know, they were facing a, a policy that they really disliked, which kind of drove the union process. I didn't know about the prior union attempt when we started to discuss this. I didn't even know that it happened. I hadn't met Andrew. And it was definitely a revelation to find out what had happened earlier in time. And, you know, knowing a lot about that situation after the fact, I can kind of understand what went wrong. But there definitely was a concerted effort from upper management. And I was I was surprised when it happened this time as well. Yeah. So I'm curious, yeah. what, now that the union uh, has been ratified, I'm curious as to what, how things are going, what the atmosphere is like at the co-op. I mean, Greta, there is, you were able to shoot, um, seems like a decent <laughs> amount of footage in the co-op, but were you doing that sort of on the sly or did you get permission? It, no, you know, I've been, uh, had to, I've done some work for organic uh, advocacy for uh, the Cornucopia Institute based out in, um, you know, by Lafarge. And a couple of times we had to shoot in the co-op out in Viroqua, but I also tried to shoot at this co at our east side, Willie Street co-op. And, and Every time I got kicked out with my big camera, we're not allowed to film in here. So, you know, it's the heyday of cell phone video and the cameras are really good. And there was 
for months, I was just this little old lady shooting product with her cell phone that nobody <laughs> questioned. That's great. Um, I kind of worried me that I was filming people without their knowledge, but Sarah shared the link with this, with the internal email group and nobody, nobody was concerned. Nobody ex- wanted themselves out of the movie. So, so I was, yeah, very surreptitious. It'll be interesting if I get any feedback about that. <laughs> and but Sarah, Oh, I'm sorry. But Sarah, um, uh, what what you know what has the what has the mood and what has the relations been like between sort of management and on on the floor staff? So I left the co-op not that long after the Your work was done. Process. Yeah. You were like, yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't. I can't say I got my job there for that reason. I worked I worked there for just about two years, but um, I am good friends with multiple current employees, and I talk to them regularly. And I feel like on the whole, it's been a good thing, especially in terms of dealing with COVID and negotiating for uh, hazard pay and helping the management make decisions in terms of employee safety mm-hmm. that worked for both management and staff. I feel like the management, the the union was definitely, you know, kind of critical. And I, I think it would have gone much more poorly had the workers not been able to have a have a bargaining tool. In addition, you know, one of the things that we were kind of the most concerned about was the attendance policy. And they were able to come to a both a temporary and a longer term solution that was much more favorable to the staff. When did that HR person leave? Do you know? I mean, was he booted or was he I believe that he chose to leave. I don't know exactly the date off the top of my head. Yeah, it but, wasn't that long after the unionization, but I can't tell you exactly when. I'm curious to know if anyone in management has seen the video. So are we. I don't, <laughs> we don't know. I'm waiting for here, waiting to hear. Any okay. of this feedback. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I'm curious, Sarah, you know, obviously you didn't have access to to the resources that people who have now seen this video had. Um, how did you go about learning more about how to form a union? Um, what was your research process? Well, initially, um, other staff members, in fact, working at other stores, contacted UE, um, which is the union that we ended up working with. And, you know, I didn't really know much about how to form a union, except that we had an initial meeting with a bunch of the people that had kind of been talking internally. And we met with the UE reps and they, at the very first meeting, kind of walked us through what they thought the union could do for us. They listened to what our issues were and why we thought we needed a union and kind of how those kind of what we can do for you, what do you need matched up. And then they walked us through the steps that we would need to take to actually do it. And, you know, after that meeting, the group of people that was there voted that we wanted to move forward with the union and that we wanted to move forward with this specific union. I mean, was it, um, 
a major undertaking or do you feel like this process is pretty accessible to people and you know if enough people can get on board like this is something that is replicable in other workplaces I think it's replicable but I do think it's very challenging and it does take a fair amount of work on the part of the organizing committee you know you have to try to talk to as many staff people as you can ideally without management finding out. So you have to try to get in contact with people outside of work hours, oftentimes in ways you haven't necessarily talked to them before. This is where social media was extremely valuable. It takes a lot of time. You have to have a lot of meetings with the interested parties. You want to address concerns that people have. You know, if you have, you know, a staff that is concerned about the outcomes or has questions about the union, you want to make sure that you can kind of head off any problems by explaining the specifics. And, you know, we had a lot of, hey, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll talk to the UE reps and get back to you sort of situations. So, I mean, it does take time to go through and figure out who you're going to talk to and, you know, having to try to do this without management finding out so they don't start an anti-union campaign you know, we had kind of a driving thing because people were so unhappy about the move towards this new attendance policy. So there was all there were definitely things that people were concerned about prior to this point. But this one issue kind of gave us a thing to rally around that almost everyone was in agreement on. So, you know, I think. I think it's definitely doable. You know, I, obviously, most of us are aware about what just happened at Amazon and is continuing to happen at, happen at Amazon. You know that there's going to be anti-union rhetoric coming from upper management in most scenarios. So trying to prepare for that and being as prepared as possible for that is kind of a critical piece. And it's it's definitely a challenge to overcome uh, the misinformation that uh, often comes out of upper management, not just of the co-op, but, you know, in all businesses that operate for profit. I think it's surprising that there was that 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 you would I would be surprised. I was really surprised that the co-op had uh, the management was so uh, anti-union. I know I, I I know people personally who work there as well, and I mentioned I at the beginning without knowing all these details, I did mention to one person in particular, staff member, oh, I'm making this movie about the union unionizing effort, and she was really negative about it, about how secretive it had been, and that was. Not so much the union, but the way they went about it. Uh, that surprised me, and I just kept my mouth shut from then on. <laughs> Learned my lesson. It's very surprising to me that the union, I mean, that the co-op management would be, I don't know. First of all, hiring the HR guy to begin with was surprising. Who knew he was there? When the um, when the uh, when the man when management discovered that that these plans to unionize were were in the works, uh, as as is described in the in the video, that some somebody accidentally let their union card slip out of their back pocket, 
oh, that's not. Is that, is that something Greta made up? For- no, <laughs> no, that's, no, no, no. That's that- what happened in 2014. So that was oh. the first. That was the first union effort. Um, very, very fortunately, we actually made it to submitting our cards to the labor board before management found out this time. So they did not have very much time between the time that they learned of it and the time where the vote took place, which is what you want an ideal situation. It just doesn't give sure. the company a lot of time to put out information and to talk to people. You know, they're not supposed to talk to you about it, but, uh, did, yeah. When they did find out, did they attempt to walk back that attendance policy that was upsetting so many workers? No. And there had actually, I can't remember if we discussed this in the movie or not, but there was an employee petition that we submitted much earlier. And we were actually asking for a much less intense, We, I mean, we had, we had come up with a very, I felt, reasonable accommodation or change the attendance policy. We weren't asking that it didn't happen at all. We were basically asking for a change in the way health-related absences were handled. And they didn't listen to us at that point. And I think that actually kind of, again, drove the idea that a union was the only way that we were going to be able to get that policy changed. They didn't change that policy until I think after... I want to say after the the union election occurred, but I can't remember exactly when it was. No, wasn't it in bargaining? Well, that's when they they got the new new attendance policy hashed out. But there was kind of a period of it was on hold, kind of in between the union election and when they had their union contract. That that attendance policy, I don't believe, was in effect after that. Well. Thanks, both of you. Um, this is, I think, a really fun and interesting piece, and we're excited to share it with the film festival audience. And uh, I think maybe you know that we've paired it up with a feature-length documentary about socialism yeah. in America called The Big Scary S-Word, and it sort of felt like a mm-hmm. perfect pairing. And uh, Greta, yeah, can't, see really what, good. can't wait to see what you do next. And Sarah... Um, uh, congratulations on getting this done and for inspiring Greta to make this piece. And, um, <laughs> and I mean, uh... what I really want to do is inspire other people who sure. um, are facing policies they feel are unfair or uh, policies they feel are not consistently enforced or they just aren't making the wages that they feel like they should be making or wages that were promised to them at some point and then were not followed through on. So I just really want to see, you know, more places and more people be being interested in unionizing and really realizing the power that workers can have when they come together. Yeah. Without saying the names of any businesses or anything, because, you know, you don't want to spoil the surprise. Have you heard about any any kind of union unionizing plans anywhere else in Madison or in the Wisconsin area? And has anyone hit you up for advice? It was a while ago, but some people came to some of our UE meetings that were not with the co-op to find out if UE would be a good match for the businesses that they were working for. There was the... um re redoing the the teamsters at metro hmm. and i think they did not win their election hmm. metro bus, bus drivers which andy is a part of but that wasn't a unionization effort it was an effort to kind of take over leadership of a of, of the a, yeah of already a, existing union right. yeah 
Right. But yes, I do know of some efforts um, specifically at some restaurants and some other retail type businesses that were interested uh, in, in pursuing unionization with UE specifically. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it seems like a tough thing to have happen, which is sad and um, surprising to me yeah. in some ways. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but really, thanks for shedding light on at least this one happy ending story. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's not impossible. It can be done. <laughs> Carry on. Thanks so much, you guys. Yeah. Workers yeah, of thanks. the World Unite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and thanks, Pauline, for that nice blurb you wrote. Sure. So yeah. much better. I'm going to have to steal that one.